It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you aboard. It is episode number 183 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. We have a kind of a a different layout than I guess normally we would have. Uh, We have a lot of Jay Gruden to hear from, so we're going to get to it right away. Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Friday at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. this audio courtesy of 106.7 The Fan and Redskins Audio um, and the reporters on the scene. So we want to make sure we thank all of them for um, providing the audio of Jay Gruden, Redskins.com as well. Uh, and we're going to do this in basically three parts because Gruden spoke for long enough, but the head coach is not going to speak again until right before the draft, if not the night of the draft. So this is important. Uh, for us to kind of play back so you can hear directly from the head coach of the Washington Redskins. So without further ado, here's part one of Redskins head coach Jay Gruden. Yeah, I think we have to obviously address the situation uh, via free agency and probably the draft for sure. So right now Colts the only guy we have on the roster. Um, uh, Alex recovering uh, from his injury. We don't know exactly the timetable he'll be back, but knowing Alex, it'll be sooner than everybody thinks. Um, but we also have to address... Uh, the spot with number three and number four. Josh is a free agent. Obviously, Sanchez is a free agent. So, move forward. We have to dress it in draft or free agency. Is Josh a guy you guys would like to bring back? I like Josh. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know he hurt his ankle a little bit and he's still recovering from that. But uh, there's a possibility we're talking to his agent and possibility he does come back. Yes. Do you anticipate using the number fifteen pick on a quarterback? Oh, it, yeah. I mean, there's a possibility for sure we could use it on a quarterback. But I mean, this is still. Very, very early. You know, we got to get to know all the quarterbacks first. We're not just going to say we have to take a quarterback. We have to actually like the quarterback we're taking if we go that route. So there's a, a lot of situations still to be played out if we get a quarterback in free agency that could affect our 15th pick for sure. But, uh, you know, a lot of great options out there. We're just going to we're just starting to talk about all of them. How do big you of a priority feel- do you feel it is to get a free agent quarterback to come in and compete with Colt for the starting job? Uh, it'll be important. Get somebody in here for sure. I mean, right now with Alex's injury and he's not going to be able to throw during OTAs or anything, um, we need somebody to throw the ball other than Colt. So we'll get somebody in here. Are you looking for a guy who can compete to start or are you more looking to address depth? Always looking for competition for sure. Um, you know, Colt had a great opportunity last year when Alex went down. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Uh, but Everybody knows that the, the organization feels very good about Colt if he's the starter, uh, but competition is very good, especially at the quarterback position. What is the latest on Alex? Uh, he's just recovering. He's in his normal process of trying to get back. Um, I think he's putting some weight on his leg right now, and he's uh, approaching the rehab the way he will, first class. Would you fear the idea of having to start a rookie quarterback? Would I fear it? No. In terms of, well, in terms of, you know, the development. And yeah. No, I, like I said before, you know, Colts are quarterback right now as long as Alex is still recovering. Um, if we draft a quarterback, um, we feel great about him. No, I, I would not feel 
I would have no, no problem starting a rookie quarterback. Do you nope. prefer to go free agent, veteran, somebody that can come in right away, or, or do you want to go with a rookie, somebody you can groom? Uh, it just depends on the situation and the person, really. I mean, there's some good options of free agency. Uh, something's going to happen. There will be some guys that are going to be traded or let go also. Um, you have to take into account. And then, of course, there's some good young prospects in this draft that I've had uh, the ability to look at just briefly uh, getting ready for this thing. So there's a lot of great options out there. Uh, starts with Colt right now, and then obviously waiting on to see how Alex does. But uh, uh, something we'll have to address. One thing with drafting a rookie quarterback, patience is involved because it's not necessarily a, a next-year fix. What's the level of patience slash urgency Consider you guys haven't made the playoffs now in three straight years? Well, there's always urgency for sure. Um, you know, and, and when you draft a rookie quarterback, if you draft a rookie quarterback and you expect him to play or uh, sit a year or whatever, the time of development is uh, you don't have a lot of time. You expect these guys to play. If you're going to invest a lot of a draft pick in these guys, they should come in and play and be ready to play. You're drafting them for a reason, not to hold a clipboard. So uh, we'll see what happens. But the urgency is always great here in D.C., without a doubt, uh, and, and uh, that will never change. How would you feel about using some of your draft picks to move up in order to take the guys you do fall in love with or, or, or like? Oh, that's that's way early right now. Um, you know, I didn't even know. There's a lot of great players in this draft. There's some really good offensive linemen. There's some really good linebackers. There's some good corners, uh, some receivers that can really run, and they're huge. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of great options out there in the draft. Those are the positions that you guys are looking at, the cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers. Are those positions? You just named every position on defense. Well, obviously, you know, safety is a major priority for us, I would think. You know, Haha's a free agent, and we have Everett, and obviously Apke coming back from his injury, Amante. Um, but we probably need to get another guy, whether it's Haha or, or whatever, or free agent or, uh, you know, draft pick. But linebacker, inside linebackers, and issue pass rusher with Preston being a free agent is uh obviously a priority for us without a doubt offensive lineman we already know that that's a priority we know the quarterback's an issue we know the receiver's an issue so we we need to upgrade our entire roster we're going to add players to every position add competition that's what's going to make us good we have a core nucleus of players i feel great about without a doubt but adding players to every position is critical to your uh, franchise's success. What are your early thoughts on this quarterback class from what you've seen? Uh, early thoughts? I've only done five of them, really, and, and they're all talented, really. They'll have arm talent, um, escapability, fun to watch, really, uh, very productive. So uh, I'll be anxious I'll be anxious to see him throw out here just live, and then you get a chance to see him at the pro day and possibly another time uh, throughout the process, get a chance to meet him and um, see where they're at. You're talking about the idea of falling in love with quarterbacks. I mean, do you have, like, an, a group – maybe of this draft class and also of guys who potentially are available as veterans that you kind of like, you know already in your mind, you've kind of ranked them? Or... Yeah, well, free agents, I've spent more time on the free agent guys than I have the draft guys because we just you know, obviously got here and, and the guys we're interviewing are the guys that I've spent time on. So there's a whole another group of quarterbacks that I haven't seen yet in, in the draft, so I'm anxious to see them also. But free agent-wise, we spent some time on, got a chance to watch a lot of them and talk about them. And... Uh, you know, we'll talk about it later. Do you like any of them? Yeah, there's some, there's, there's good players <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I like them all. I like everybody. You, you know me. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned pass rush as a priority. You mentioned Preston Smith. Where do things stand uh, with, with him right now? As we've heard, there hadn't been too much movement there. 
Yeah, I think Preston, uh, you know, he's earned the right to be a free agent. He's had a good, good four years with us. I love Preston, what he can bring to this football team, both uh, stop and run and, and, and play in the pass. So uh, he's going to demand some attention, you know, and I think he uh, will look at all his options. We'd love to have him back for sure. Uh, but uh, I don't know where we are money-wise with him and his agent at this time. Have you talked to Bruce about how much money you guys could allocate to the QB position if you guys bring somebody in? Um, in free, agent, free agency, just because Alex has such a high number, um, it's kind of a tricky yeah. balance there. Yeah, for sure. That's tricky. No doubt about it. That is an issue, and that's something Eric Schaefer and Bruce uh, deal with. They're the money masters. I'm just the talent <laughs> advisor, so to speak. <laughs> I just give my recommendations. They work out the details, and uh, I think we'll be fine. Do you think you're going to need to make some maybe difficult decisions on some veterans to clear a little bit of space? I think any... Off season, you're going to have to make difficult decisions. You know, you can't keep your team together forever. There's going to be guys that you really have a lot of respect for that done great for the organization that you're going to have to make moves on eventually. You know, it's just every team has to do it. It's just part of the business. So, yes, there will be moves made, but uh, which ones yet? We'll see. Ultimately, you guys have had massive injury issues the last couple of years, and that can be pointed to as a huge reason why you haven't made the playoffs. So, as you've reviewed again your process and all that kind of stuff, have you guys found anything that can hopefully keep your team healthy moving forward? No, no. We're uh, trying to. I think the key thing is 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 getting the guys back from injuries as soon as we can. That's all we can do. But avoiding the injuries, the blown out knee, the torn pec. You know, uh, we're talking about it. We're trying to figure it out. You know, we're not the only team that went through it. There are other teams that had multiple injuries as well. But usually, the teams that advance far in the playoffs and do well don't have that many injuries. So, uh, taking care of the guys in the off season, we're going to try to do a better job. Our strength and conditioning staff is uh, excellent. Training staff I feel great about. All right, again, that is part one of Redskins head coach Jay Gruden coming up here on episode number 183, part two of Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you aboard. It is episode number 183. I am Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for downloading us. Again, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On Redskins. So you go hands-free, you get your Redskins content, play podcast Locked On Redskins, whatever your smart speaker device is. Of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Locked Redskins, a great account for you to follow. Also, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of their coverage around the NFL. And if you want to follow me individually, it's at WrestleMania. 621. Thanks for being with us. Here's part two of Jay Gruden meeting with reporters at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis on Friday. Thanks again to 1067 The Fan, Redskins.com, Redskins Audio, uh, and the reporters on the scene for doing the interview and providing the audio. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I don't even know during OTAs if we're going to have any linemen. Uh, you know, I think uh, the majority of them are going to be recovered from injury and they'll probably have to do a lot of seven on seven. But, uh, you know, it's hard. You know, it's a uh, 
the OTA is a great time for these guys to develop and work on their skill set and get stronger. A lot of guys are going to be still recovering and rehabbing uh, and off the field. So we'll probably have to wait till training camp to really get a good evaluation on these guys. Speaking of the torn pec, um, is extending or is getting is extending Brandon um, a priority? Just considering before going into last year and letting him, you know, yeah, for sure. Brandon is uh, a great player, you know, without a doubt. And, and I don't know if anybody really understands the effect that he has on our team when he's not playing. You know, <laughs> the ability to run some of these down-down uh, pole games and the screen game is uh, non-existent without him. So uh, he is definitely a priority. We'll get him done. In the context of possibly having to move, let some guys go because of for salary cap reasons, you mentioned inside linebacker is a need area. Is that an indication of just you want better than what you have there or that Zach Brown, as many have speculated, won't be back? Oh, no, no, no. I just uh, named a lot of positions there. You know, we're, <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, obviously defensively, um, you know, we kind of tapered off towards the end of the season for whatever reason. And obviously we feel really good about the young nucleus of defense alignment that we have. Uh, but when you talk about, you know, critical free agents like uh, Preston, and um, uh, you, you probably have to address the linebacker position in general. So, uh, you know, there's no indication yet as far as what we're going to do with Zach, um, what Ruben's situation will be like. You know, we're still waiting to hear from the commissioner there. Uh, so it's just a position we'll probably have to add another player. In terms of your assistant coaches, was that by design, and how can that affect, how will that affect the team this year? Well, I think uh, part of it was by design, yeah, for sure. And uh, I think defensively, I wanted to add some experience there to help uh, Coach Minuski, without a doubt, somebody who's actually called defenses, and we added two great ones. You know, Ray Horton's an excellent coach. He's called defenses for many years. He's going to help in the back end tremendously. Uh, and obviously, Rob Ryan has been a coordinator for sure, uh, a couple different places. Uh, got great energy. He's going to be great for that inside back room. So I'm excited about those two hires right there. And then offensively, hiring Angelico from Green Bay uh, adds us a different uh, element as far as you know working with the Packers and their success on offense um, is, is a great hire for us. Tim Rattay, quarterback coach, I just felt like I've known Tim for a little bit of time from Tampa. I just felt like his... Uh, his demeanor is perfect for Alex and Colt, and uh, I think they'll mesh very well. What is it about his role with Kevin O'Connell look like for for you, play calling, off game planning, all that stuff? Yeah, well, Kevin's you know obviously a, uh, a very talented coach, and I think people understand that. So we were getting some uh, nibbles out there to try to get him interviewed for coordinator. I wanted to make sure we kept him here, so I put him in the coordinator role. Uh, coach Cavanaugh is going to be uh, my assistant as far as uh, helping me with the big picture of things. There's a lot of things that. I may have swept under the rug, so to speak. I didn't have quite time for, but I think uh, the attention to detail that we need throughout the week, I think Coach Cavanaugh helped me out a lot, not only during the week in the off season, but also on game day. That's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Is, is, that, is that a good thing? Do you, do you anticipate maybe? Yeah, I think if you look around the league nowadays, there's, there's more and more chefs. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think ideas are great. I think when you sit down and talk about uh, putting a plan together uh, off season, during the season, during the week, short weeks, I think uh, the more people you have with ideas, the better you can uh, function. Why was former play caller a characteristic you wanted to add to your defensive staff? Uh, experience. You know, there's nothing against the guys that we had here. Uh, they were young, um, but I needed. I just felt like somebody who's been through the fire, um, called defenses, understands both the front end and the back end, I think can be a big benefit to uh, Coach Minuski. You spent a lot of time, it felt like, looking for a quarterback coach. I mean, I, I, it's probably an important one. I mean, it, you know, what, what was it about Tim that ultimately you settled on and why 
you know. I'll yeah, that's a good question. I had a, a lot of good interviews with a lot of good coaches, you know, and uh, really could have gone a lot of different ways. But I think at the end of the day, I, I chose uh, Tim. Like I said, I've known him from when he was a player at Tampa Bay, and he's been in college the last uh, six, seven years at Louisiana Tech. But I just thought the personality match uh, was a good one. Is there any issue with the idea of going from college to pro, or do you, you know, is that? No, a- no, and, and and I think a lot of it too is is he can come in here and he's going to learn, uh, kind of what we're teaching, like a quarterback, like, and and then he's going to be able to evolve and teach it and uh, learn how we're doing things, and then add to uh, what we're doing with his ideas that he's learned from you know when he's a player and a coach at La Tech. How's Darius guys coming along on Instagram? He looks like a pro bowler. Yeah, Instagram. He's an Instagram star. You guys, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's great, man. He's young, strong, uh, hungry. So he, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. This is an injury that he will overcome for sure, and he's gonna be a dynamic player when it's all said and done. Do you think he'll be full go, full go in the OTAs or will you? Yeah, so I'll wait on Larry Hess for all that, but uh, I would probably err on the side of training camp. Um, but I think there'll be some drills he'll be able to do on the side and, and get him ready to go. Have you guys talked with Adrian? Or have those talks progressed at all? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think we have talked with Adrian and his or Adrian's agent. So uh, those talks are talks right now. You know, this free agent process. You know, you know how it is. I mean, everybody wants more. We want. You know, we're trying to get the deal they agent want. You know, it's it's, it's a process. It's a negotiating deal, and deals won't get done um, until. You can get them done officially on paper. At this point today, where how close is this team? Do you think with this roster right now, where you are? Uh, well, I feel good about the nucleus. I always have. I've said that before. Um, obviously, the quarterback issue is is the most important position in sports. Um, if Alex can come back, great. If he can't come back, I feel great about Colt. But we have to address the situation a little bit. Uh, but offensive line, like I said, we have to dress a little bit with the injuries, but I feel really good about the core nucleus of players that we have moving forward. At what point does the if Alex can come back question become a hindrance for you? At what point are you just planning on Colt and someone else? Yeah, I think uh, that's a great question because we're, we're I don't know. I just I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I don't know the rehab process. This is a, a injury that is uh, is a tough one to overcome for sure, but you also don't know Alex and what he can do with his mind and what he can overcome. So it's a combination of things. Uh, will he be ready next year or the year? I, I don't know. We're just going to play it by ear. But I, I do know moving forward in OTAs and training camp, we're going to get Colt ready to go and whoever else we have. Has Alex surprised you a little bit in the last few weeks? Is there something that makes you maybe a little feel a little more optimistic? No, I just know I just know Alex. I just I mean, yeah, just he's the type of guy that's going to put everything into it to getting well and uh he's strong you know he's in great great shape obviously so got a great family great support system and he'll do everything he can to get ready is that the hardest part though is that you still are at a point however many months it's been that you don't have a timeline yeah that's that's hard and this is uh this is new to everybody so um we just got to wait and see but i know that having a veteran guy like that when he's ready he'll be ready um and it won't take a lot of time where he has to go out there and throw and all that stuff, but he'll get himself ready to go when he's ready. Uh, so we'll go. Monte, and um, do you expect to have him back on the active roster? Yeah, I, I expect so. Um, so I, I just I know he's on a roster right now, um, and uh, we'll have to wait and see. And just does that does it at all affect how you guys play the inside linebacker position, not knowing whether he will be able to play with you guys or he won't be able to play? Yeah, that's uh, we're just waiting. You know, like I said, he's still on the commissioner's exempt list, I guess. So we'll wait and see what they have in store for him. But uh, 
it does have an impact, and it will have an impact for sure, uh, whether he's playing or not. <laughs> what is it about Colt that makes you so confident that he can he can win games as a starter? His record isn't that great, and he's been injured a lot. Yeah, he has, and it's really good for you to notice that. But uh, I've been around him for five years, and I could be, you know, really ignorant. i just seen him throw the ball for five years in the offseason and training camp. Um, uh, I just I know that he was he's been fired up to get an opportunity. When we finally got one, it's like letting a animal out of the cage. He ran right into the you know he ran right into the wall, got hurt, and got he just got to slow down the process, uh, which he will. But I, I have total confidence. He's got a great knowledge of the system. He's comfortable with the guys that we have. He's a great leader, great competitor. He can run, he can move, uh, and he can make all the throws. So, but he's been hurt and hasn't done it, like you said. How are some of the guys besides Alex coming along, just the injured, like Paul Richardson, Brandon? And... Yeah, they're all coming along uh, just fine. Paul's doing great. I think he'll be up and running here in no time. Obviously, Brandon, he's going to rehab, and he'll be fine uh, by training camp, I would think. Do you expect anyone back for the spring? Uh, not really, no. I'm not expecting anything. I'll just wait till I hear from the trainers. What were your conversations like with Greg in the immediate aftermath of the season? Because you, you wanted to bring in some guys who uh, were defensive coordinator candidates, and obviously he never wound up losing that job. So what were the conversations like to ensure that he knew where he stood as you went through that process? Yeah, I think anytime you have a season like we had, I think you have to let coaches know and you have to go through the process. And you're going to talk to different people. You're going to try to upgrade your staff. Obviously, you're going to try to upgrade your team. Um, so we we're going to talk to as many candidates as we could that we thought would make our team better. And we came up with, uh, obviously, uh, the guys that we came up with. So um, it's just the way it is. With regards to, to Adrian, uh, obviously last year you didn't have him and Geis at the same time. With him, Geis, and Chris Thompson, from a, typically one of those guys that's going to play, play teams, how do you foresee that being any kind of issue? Or if that's your top three, you just address special teams elsewhere? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's something you have to figure out on game day if everything works out if all three of them are actually healthy on a if we have them all on the roster this is a situation we're kind of guessing on but uh you'd like your one of your backs to be able to participate on special teams some way somehow so um you know we'll figure that out you mentioned josh johnson's ankle before did he need surgery for that uh no he's getting looked at again he's just had a little bit of pain in there but i think he'll be fine all right once again that is jay gruden part two from the redskins head coach the first time he has spoke since the day after the regular season end so that's two months ago and that means we're going to let you hear from the head coach of the washington redskins could this be his final year, or will they play well enough and he'll get an extension? Who knows? Jay Gruden has lasted a lot longer than I think anyone has thought. Coming up next, the final stanza of Jay Gruden with reporters at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. That's next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everyone, we welcome you aboard. Again, it is episode number 183. I am your host, Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Quickly back out to Indianapolis. We finally 
Finish up with head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters. Again, thanks to Redskins Audio, Redskins.com, 106.7 The Fan, the reporters on the scene for providing the audio and for doing all of the interviewing and the questioning of Jay Gruden, the head coach of the Redskins. Here's part three on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Um, The big story this morning was uh, Kyler Murray's measurables. In your eyes as an evaluator, how much does it matter that he came in at 5'10", 9.5-inch hands? How much emphasis do you put on that? I think, uh, you know, there's in the past there would be some major questions about his size, but I think Russell Wilson has put an end to all that with his ability to escape and throw the ball from the pocket, outside the pocket. Uh, and, and when you watch Kyler play on tape, I don't think there's any concern about his sight. He can make every throw from in the pocket, outside the pocket. Uh, he's going to run extremely fast. He's probably four three, four four guy. So very exciting young player that's going to be a excellent NFL quarterback. Knowing what – you know, it takes to play quarterback in the NFL. What do you make of his decision to kind of decide late to play football versus the baseball thing? Because it, it's pretty unique that a guy has that kind of opportunity. Yeah, pretty. He probably looking at Bryce Harper's contract and saying maybe I should play <laughs> baseball. You know, so I don't know. That's a big decision. I mean, I'm sure he's put a lot of time and effort in becoming a great baseball player as well as a great football player. And it's, you know, not easy to stop playing a sport that you're passionate about. Um, wouldn't surprise me. he could probably do both, but. Uh, uh, just a tough decision, but he's a great player. As a former baseball player who became a quarterback, I mean, is there a uh, is there something to being a ball player and then playing football too? Is it a good or a bad? Is there a positive or negative in any of that? Well, it's positive. Anytime you're competing and playing, I think it's a positive. There's not a negative that I can think of playing another sport other than the risk of getting injured. But uh, when you're talking about this level, you have to put a lot of time and effort to get yourself ready to play at the quarterback position. If you're a corner, you could probably do both. You know what I mean? Uh, like Dion or, or Bo did at running back. But as a quarterback, it makes it it's very difficult because you have to put a lot of time and effort in the offseason and the regular season to get yourself mentally and physically ready to play. Was Trent's injury or procedure related to the season at all? Or is that something that he no, just... No, it was just an individual thing with us. What's the biggest difference in evaluating quarterback prospects versus every other position this week when you're in the, in the hotel room just watching them? Yeah, I think uh, I think the big thing is the ones you get to interview. You get 15 minutes. Uh, you try to spend some extra time with them, but uh, then you watch watch how they uh, throw the ball. Obviously, watch them go through their workouts. But say the ball comes out of their hand, how they're working with uh, other players. Um, you go back and watch it again. Then you go back and watch your pro day. Watch all their games the last year, two or three that they played. Uh, bring them in for another visit. Maybe go see them for another visit, and then. Try to make your determination. You mentioned receiver as a as a need. Obviously, Jamison's a free agent. Josh Dotson's production has been uh, spotty over his career so far. What, when you think receiver, what, is there some particular aspect that you think you guys maybe need to add? Yeah, that's uh, you know, I think we added Paul Richardson last year for that speed type per, uh, reasons, and and with him coming back, I think is a is a huge asset for us. Um, so hopefully we get him back. Obviously, Josh, a lot of the receivers' production went down when all the quarterbacks got hurt. Uh, but uh, we have Josh, obviously, with Jameson being a free agent. feel great about Trey Quinn's progress last year, even though he got hurt a little bit. Uh, we have some other guys in-house we're excited about. So, uh, But if you're talking about that position, you're probably looking for a bigger uh, guy maybe, that can, you know, flanker-type guy. When you talk about Colt kneeling to dial it down a little bit and, and you say you think you can do it, I mean, what, what makes you think that? Well, he's such a great competitor. He wants every play to work. You know, sometimes – the plays aren't there. You, I mean, you just have to throw away, live to fight another day. You know, the play he actually got hurt on, the play was dead. He tried to scramble, cut up field, and he slipped, and his leg hit the other kid's leg, and uh, he's out. 
you know so uh it's not it's it's not a fault I, you know that's part of the reason you love a guy like cole on your team because of great competitiveness but you know i just hope he tones it down just a little bit and throws it away from I mean, time I mean, to time can he i mean is that the yeah thing? i don't know i don't know obviously he hasn't so far <laughs> he's a stubborn guy man he's a stubborn guy can you explain the interview process a bit? Are you leading that? How many coaches are in there with you, front office folks? Yeah, we have uh, the position coach and the coordinator, whatever side of the ball it is. Obviously, uh, Bruce and uh, uh, whoever else is there, the scout that scouts that area. Uh, Kyle's in there. Uh, Doug Williams in there. Um, and and then uh, we ask them questions based on the history of their life, whether there's graduate, how they graduate, what they graduate in, and personal questions here and there, but for the most part, I make a tape on each guy, uh, about a 25-30 play tape. I want to get through about five of them and uh, just talk some ball. I want to hear what they remember about their season, their last season, and the knowledge of the game of football. What will make a guy stand out to you with 15 minutes? Oh, man, there's a, a lot, really. I mean, it, it's exciting. These guys so far you know, uh, have been outstanding just their uh, – recall for the formation of play what happened on that particular play before i even showed it you know uh, the quarterbacks are outstanding that we've had so far and offensive linemen uh exciting um yeah and, and they're all they're all they're all unique and they're all fun to talk to what kills a guy for you i think uh there's been a couple in the in the past that have killed themselves in these 15 minute interviews. not many it's, it's hard Why? to what, do what does it for you i, mean, uh, I just think you know, I think not owning up to certain things that have happened in their life, you know, not taking accountability that you, it's well documented and then they try to deny it ever happened or what have you. I mean, that that, that might hurt your stock a little bit. That doesn't happen very often. If you, uh, oh, to, that last one, Dan, because we got, we got Doug right here. So okay. From a, from a <laughs> that salary cap perspective, again, um, if you were, guys were to take a, make a big move, guys like Josh Norman and Vernon Davis would be guys. Um, who could be uh, like? Uh, do you anticipate both of them being back next year? I anticipate everybody that's on our roster will be on our roster, right? I, I mean, there's not a chance I could say that there's a good chance we're going to cut this guy or that guy. You know, uh, everybody's in play here as far as we anticipate everybody coming back. But when you're talking about uh, some needs that we have, there will be some adjustments that we probably have to make on our roster. That's just the way it is. That's the way every team's going to have to approach the offseason. Um, and it's no different here. So um, hopefully we get the majority of our guys back that are under contract, which is why I anticipate will happen. But there probably will be some changes eventually. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode, episode number 183 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Jay Gruden speaking with reporters for almost 25 minutes, and we wanted to bring all of that to you coming up. On the next edition, we'll hear from Doug Williams, the Redskins vice president of player personnel, and we'll continue to have reaction from everything that happened at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. I am your host, Chris Russell. Have a great rest of the weekend, wherever you might be. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading episode number 183 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 